This is the Visionary Founders Podcast, helping founders to activate their biggest visions, create extraordinary lives and businesses, and to make a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to lay the foundations and growth to create a legacy. In this show, you'll learn the practical and profound changes to make in yourself and your business to have the impact you desire, because you are a visionary founder. Welcome to this episode. And today we're going to be talking about how to translate your biggest vision into your business. So as a visionary founder, clearly you have a big vision, the kind of clues in the name, right? So I know that about you. I know that you feel that in your heart and soul. I know that you intuitively get it, that you have a feeling of it. You can articulate some of it. And I also know that you don't know exactly how it's going to turn out either and what all the pieces are that are going to contribute to that vision. Nobody does when they set out. And the reason we don't know is because it's intuitive. And if you're creating beyond what exists, which is the definition of being a visionary to me, if you're really creating something innovative, then you won't know at the outset exactly how it's all going to pan out, right? You don't know all the pieces. You just know you're onto something. You just know there's something that you're here to create in the world, something that will make a huge impact and something that will change the world for the better, right? And I don't mean that, I just want to clarify that actually, that I don't mean that you have to be a charity or you have to do something that is consciously doing good in sustainability or whatever. I don't mean that. I love to work with founders in all aspects of their creative spectrum. What I mean is there's meaning in what you do. And you create a difference also just in your organization, like how you treat people, what you open up for them, the freedom that you give them, the financial abundance that you give them. You know, that's one of the wonderful things about being a founder and employing people is you get to really impact on people's lives. So the only other reason I wanted to talk about this in this episode is that this is one of the areas that I've seen go wrong. So when I've worked with founder organizations, because the founder is the visionary, because the founder holds this vision in this intuitive way, and it's clear to them, it's so clear to them, even though they don't have all the pieces, they assume that it's also clear to other people. And actually, it rarely is true. And so what I've noticed in the past is you get this disconnect. You get this sense that the founder is like, here's my vision. Everybody go and execute on it. And people run away and they scurry off and they start creating stuff because they're inspired by the founder and they want to please them and they want to do well and they're excited and they scurry off and do all this stuff. And then what happens is they come back to the founder and the founder says, oh, that isn't what I wanted. And then often what happens in the next stage is that the founder then gets frustrated oh God, why can these people not just get it? Why can't they just go on and deliver this thing? It's so clear. They just can't understand that their view of it, their intuitive connection to it is not always obvious to other people. And I'm going to explain a bit more in this episode about why that happens and how you can bridge that gap. Because really that's what this is about. It's about how do you create the bridge between your vision and what you know is this awesome thing that you're creating in the world? And how do you bridge the gap so that other people can really deliver on it? 
because that then stops you falling into the other founder trap, which is the founder feeling like they're the only one that can execute on the vision. They honestly believe they have the best ideas. And, you know, I've gone into many founder-led organizations where it's a huge organization and the founder is still signing off all the marketing copy. And I'm like, really? Okay, you have not built a sustainable, powerful, visionary organization here. If you don't trust that people can speak the vision and translate the vision and communicate the vision out in the way that you would like. So you can tell I feel very passionately about this subject because I feel like it's one of the keys to leading a visionary organization. And if you get this right up front, it actually saves you a lot of pain and frustration <laughs> and and angst along the way. So as I say, what's interesting about founders in my experience, and also from my own kind of experience of being a founder, is that you know intuitively that there's somewhere to go. You know the potential. You can feel it. But because it's new, because it's innovative, you won't have all the pieces figured out. And actually, you shouldn't because you want to be in this magical flow. You want to allow those synchronicities to appear. You want to kind of have this sense of like, oh, my gosh, I feel like there's such a massive opportunity here. And then lo and behold, somebody phones you or somebody says, oh, my Lord, you should speak to this person. You know, and this has happened to me so many times in my business that I've set an intention energetically and I've just had this feeling of like, I really want to work with people that are going to impact the world. I want to work with the people who are visionaries. I want to work with the people where it will stretch and challenge me and stretch and challenge them. And it is a co-creation in the way that we work together. And I was talking to a friend of mine actually earlier in the week and she said to me, gosh, I hadn't spoken to her for a couple of months and she said, wow, you only said that to me a few months ago and look what's happened. Look at the people that have been attracted into your business and look at the impact that's going to have. And I couldn't have predicted that. And actually more than not being able to predict it, if I tried to build it in a linear way, it wouldn't have worked because I would have been building it from my own limited perspective, from my sense of what's possible. And really, we want to be in imagination and creativity. And in the words of my coach and mentor, Ellie Frost, that we allow the universe to surprise and delight us. We set the intention, we know where we're going, and we take aligned action towards it. And we allow the universe to surprise and delight us. And that's when miracles happen. So to me, your like the conductor of an orchestra. You know, you're in that higher space, you're in that helicopter position in your business and you're being the conductor of the orchestra and you're being surprised and delighted by what will emerge. And then you know that you can play. And, you know, playfulness should be so a part of being a visionary. So I don't know if you've seen Steve Jobs' commencement speech at Harvard, but it's really interesting. He talks about all the paths he took in order to create Apple, including studying calligraphy at college and not knowing why he was studying calligraphy and why that could even remotely help in his future career and aspirations. But of course, that knowledge of fonts, that intuitive sense of how you create with technology is very much about what emerged in Apple. And he says that you can't connect the dots at that point. You can only connect them when you look back. And I found that so true in my life too. 
So how do you translate this vision to others and how do you make it live and breathe in your organization? And how do you stay in this visionary space? Because you do not want to be dragged down into all the melee, all the details, all the how-tos in your business, because you'll allow yourself to have your energy pulled down if you do that. And how do you allow yourself the freedom to pivot and to grow and to expand and yet still have enough direction to grow your business? And that's been a personal challenge for me, honestly, because I'm the original creative entrepreneur. I have like ideas every day. I have 20 different directions that my business can go in at any point of time. And in the past, when I had a great idea about something, I get bored about what I was doing presently. And then I would kind of drop it. You know, we sometimes describe it as Phoenix syndrome, you know, kind of burn everything that exists in order to go into the future. And I've realized now that's not the way to be. That if you can cultivate a habit where you are satisfied in the now and also can stretch into the future and what's possible, then you can both hold what you're creating right now and you can stretch into the future too. And that makes your business much more sustainable. And again, I'm going to talk about that more in a future episode. So as I said, you know, really being able to translate your vision is one of the foundation stones, I think, to creating a visionary organization. And it's the point where I say lots of organizations go wrong because they don't go through this process and they assume it's kind of going to happen or they assume if they stick it up on a board somewhere and it's in a lovely, beautifully presented PowerPoint or stuck up on the wall, then that will that will be enough. And it totally isn't. And I think we've all had experience of working in organizations and people spending all this time and energy creating this beautifully crafted statement. And then it just stays a beautifully crafted statement. And I find often that I, I go into organizations and I say, what's your vision statement? People can't tell me because they haven't embodied it. They haven't made it internal. It isn't their statement. It's a statement that got handed down to them. So I'm going to give you some thoughts on how you actually do this, because as I said before, I want this podcast to be profound and practical. I want you to feel like, oh my gosh, yeah, I can feel like if I could truly translate my vision, that would be profound. I can feel the change that that would make. Then at the same time, I want you to practically go, oh, I could do that. Okay. I can put that into action now because for me as a an intuitive coach, as a guide, as a mentor, it's in that positive momentum in the action that change really happens. So firstly, I want you to stay in the vision. So I want you to be in the helicopter position. I want you to stay in your visionary essence, as I call it. And you'll know the right things to do as you grow from here. If you jump down, if you end up in the details, if you end up signing off marketing copy, then you are not being the visionary and you can't operate powerfully. You'll miss the big pieces that you're supposed to intuitively guide the business towards if that's what you're doing. So when I say translate the vision, I am not saying jump down into all the details. I'm saying the opposite, stay in the vision, stay outside. And from there, you can really add value to your business. And linked to that, I want you to imagine that you're the source of the organization. So you're the nucleus, you're the center point, you're the energetic point where everything flows out from. And so you know intuitively stuff about the business that no one else will know. You will get it in a different way. And that's brilliant. And I want you to stay as that source. But I also want you to know that the business is not you. 
And I'm saying this because so often visionaries get stuck in this space where the business is them and they're the business. And then when someone suggests changing it, it's like a dagger in their heart. You know, it's kind of like, <gasps> they're you know, they can't let go of their baby. They can't allow it to become a teenager and a grown up. So I want you to know that the business is one expression of you in the world. And there may be other expressions of you in the world. My business is very much an expression of me in the world. It's part of how I fulfill kind of my destiny and what I want to create in the world. I also do that really powerfully as a mom. I do it just in the way I operate in the day to day and how I live my life and how I try to show an example of how we can live life differently. So your business, your organization is only one expression of you. You are the founder, you're the creator, you know, you're the visionary, but the business is not you. And you really need to let the business have a life of its own. Otherwise, it can only get to a certain size. And again, if you don't create that separation, then you will become the bottleneck in your business, which is not the way to grow. It's painful for everybody. So I want you to also know that you you need to communicate the vision over and over again. Think about it like a marketing message. You know, they say with marketing that you have to say something or people have to hear something at least like 30 times for it to really go in and for them to really hear it. You know, it's obvious to you, but it's not obvious to other people. They say what you don't want is to have it stuck up on a wall somewhere. I mean, you can, you can do that, but don't only do that. And also in the visionary sense, it's going to evolve and grow and change all the time. And so it should. You don't want it static because again, you're not allowing things to grow and evolve naturally, which is where the real power is. So I also want you to open up dialogue. So you have a sense of this vision. You might have an articulation of your vision at this point. And again, it may shift and change as, as you evolve and change and as the business evolves and changes. But I want you to open up a dialogue. I want you to be really curious and open. I want you to imagine that you're the starting point of this, but you want to allow others to really engage with it and flow with it and amplify it by bringing in their brilliant, visionary, creative ideas into it too. So I want you to ask other people, what do they get about it? What do they understand? What do they love about it? Where does it resonate with them? What's not clear? What does it mean to them? Why did they join your organization? Why did they join you versus any other number of things that they could join? What do they feel is truly in the essence of the organization. And they may pick up on things and tell you things that you haven't consciously recognized, but you go, oh my goodness, yes. Wow, that's, I really want to build that in actually. That's true. I hadn't thought that consciously, but that's true. That is really part of the vision. So it's part of what I do as a coach is to allow people to articulate their vision and to interact with it and to ask questions about it and to allow it to flow so that that thing becomes so much more conscious and so much bigger than your initial expression of it. So what I'm talking about here, which again, I talk about in other episodes, is how you co-create visionary to visionary. Because I believe we all have this visionary creative essence in us, okay? And being creative can appear in all sorts of ways. My daughter is an artist, so she loves to create and draw and sculpt and do all of those things. And I don't get a particular passion for that. And it's taken her a while in me explaining it to say, but I'm creative because 
I, of the way I think and what I create in, in businesses and all my ideas. That's how I love to create. That's why I'm always scribbling business ideas down on bits of paper and leaving myself notes on my iPhone. That's my creativity. Your finance guy might have a different way of being creative. Your person that runs your warehouse might have a way of being creative in terms of how they service customers. So allow that creativity, allow that visionary essence out. And let your people do the job of making that vision their own. That's when I've experienced it in organizations where it's been super powerful. And I remember working with one organization a year or so ago, and I got the founder to really express her vision and to talk about her journey. Like, how did she even get passionate about this subject in the first place? Why did she come to this company? you know, in a really open and vulnerable and human way. And then we got everybody else to share the same. So got them to share what resonated in that vision. And also, you know, what brought you to this company? What are you passionate about? What's your connection? How would you express your vision for being here? And when we start to create this sense of that we're all in this together, there's no hierarchy, there's no control. You are the source. You will always be the source. And so you do get to set the boundaries of this thing. But actually, the more that you can allow the input, honestly, is the way that you amplify your vision. And it will end up being this beautiful, living, breathing, ever-evolving, ever-changing gorgeousness. (laughs) It's probably beyond what you can really see right now. And it's that classic story, isn't it? I don't know whether this is a myth or it's true, but it's a, you know, the story of the person sweeping the floors at NASA, right? And somebody says to him, what are you doing? And he says, I'm helping putting a man on the moon. You know, that when people have that connection to that golden thread that runs through everything, it can create something truly extraordinary. And this is where real passion and engagement comes from and also makes your life easier as the visionary founder, makes the whole leadership job easier because you don't have to kind of be, you know, have you done this yet? Da, 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 you know, managing people because they know what they're there for and you ignite a fire in them. That's how I imagine it. You ignite a fire in them so that they're as passionate about this thing as you are. And then you've got something brilliant that's going to really flourish in the world. And I want to say one more thing about how you do that, because again, I'm explaining it like that's a simple thing to do. And and it is. And my experience of my business in the last 15 years is that we often don't know how to have those open, expansive dialogues in business. There's something about the way business has evolved that has not allowed this humanness in. And again, it's shifting and changing, but I find that there's some ways of having conversations that really open things up. And you're really looking to create trust. So really listening, really stepping back, not jumping in, reflecting what the person is saying. Oh gosh, so you came here because of this. How interesting. Tell me more. And not rushing to find a solution. God, we're so solution focused in business. And if you allow that time for expansion and growth and connection, that's what makes all the difference. So reflecting, asking open questions. What brought you here? What do you really want to create here? What would make you feel like you're really growing and developing as an individual? What would you be proud of? What do you want to create here that's outside of your day job and your job description? If you could do anything, what would it be? 
Can you feel how expansive those questions are? And just some of that in the format, the kind of culture, the day job can create such a massive difference. So I hope in talking about this, you can feel my passion. You can feel like what this can create in your business. And to me, I talk about creating extraordinary lives and businesses. And I really want to say that those two things are enmeshed, that it's not about creating a great work life for these people. It's about how do your people express themselves as human beings in your organization? How does it impact on their lives? How does it make them fulfill their own mission and vision as an individual? And to me, that's when you're a visionary leader and you're leading a visionary organization. So the truth is you need others to amplify your vision in the world. If you want to have a big impact, if you're thinking you want to change the planet in some way, which a lot of my clients do, including me. (laughs) I have my own client, I think, sometimes. So I want you to know you need to do this piece. You need to amplify your vision through others. And you can only do that from an open, expansive and visionary space. So that's my invitation today in this episode is to really feel into how can you create this vision in a way that it lives and breathes It's beyond you and the people in your organization cannot wait to bring it to life with you. So if you know anyone else that has vision that you think, oh my gosh, I really can see how this would benefit from this person. I can really see how they've got a vision and this advice would be great for them. Then do share this episode and this podcast with at least one other person Because as I've said before, the more we claim this space, the more of us who claim this space, the faster we shift the culture, the evolution of humanity. And I and you, I know, are up to big things in the world. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Founders Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder and you're ready to up-level yourself and your business, connect with me at lisamitchell.co.uk forward slash connect.